Hello and welcome to the Leadership Vision Podcast, where we share our expertise in the discovery, practice, and implementation of StrengthsFinder. For more resources about developing your strengths, the strengths of your team, or the strengths of your organization, visit us on the web at leadershipvisionconsulting.com. My name is Nathan Freeberg, and the podcast today is the second part of our two-part series about creating a strengths-based employee experience. In the previous episode, episode 33, I talked with Linda Schubring about the nitty-gritty details of what she is doing at a local company here in the Twin Cities, Arite Consulting Group, to create that culture which is rooted in what is right about people. In this episode, episode 34, you'll get to hear from the CEO and co-founder of that company, Michael Finland. Michael's background is as an electrical engineer who traversed the IT world until he started Arite Consulting Group in 2001. His extraordinary relational skills and intelligence are honestly unmatched. He is truly the one who cares about the people of Arite, and it's his encouragement that pushes them towards excellence each and every day. In 2010, Arite began their strengths journey with Leadership Vision, and they're a shining example of what it means to be a strengths-based organization. So here it is, my interview with the CEO and co-founder of Arite Consulting Group, Michael Finland. Michael, how are you today? Hey, Nathan, I'm doing great. That's good, good to see you. It's good to see you as always, and I'm excited to chat with you and share some of the amazing uh, story, parts of the story of Arite with our audience here. So, Michael, my goal is to inspire others to take the risk and invest in their company culture to focus it on strengths, as you have done. I know the work that you've done, and I'm looking forward to hearing some of maybe how you started it, how it's going, some of the challenges, and some of that success on the journey. All right. All right. Sounds good. I hope we have enough time for all this. Oh, well, we'll, (laughs) we will try. Okay. All right. So, let's start uh, here. Arite is an IT consulting firm based here in the Twin Cities, Minneapolis, St. Paul, Minnesota. So, I'm guessing that you're all about like that hardcore, hardcore technology stuff. And that's all you care about. Is that, oh yeah, right. Is that, exactly. Yeah. Um, okay. you know, you know, that's what our product or service is, but, um, I'm less hardcore about technologies these days. You know, I started off, I have an electrical engineering degree. I was like really hardcore about the technology. When it's time gone on, it's, you know, I'm kind of going back to my roots of when I look back at my life, I was just an ordinary guy. I mean, grew up on the South side of Chicago where the steel mills used to be, mm, yes, no longer that, are, right. right? Today, I'm interested in making a difference by creating, growing a company where people can flourish and become a better version of themselves. You know, people spend most of their waking lives at work, right? Mm-hmm. You know, sure Think do. about it, right? So I'm interested in creating a, a culture where people can get energy out of work when they go home, or especially on the weekends, right? They're bringing that energy there so they can enjoy that part of their life, right? You know, bring the energy there and, you know, bring some passion back into the rest of their life. That's incredibly important. And so here's what I know from talking with you before and Linda, that Arte is a consulting company that helps your clients grow, adapt, and transform how they work. What does that mean? Yeah. um, So part of it is, you know, we want to remove the mundane and simplify the complex. Actually, from a technology standpoint, there's so much that people can do to get rid of that Hmm. mundane stuff. Right and to simplify the complex, but they're not using it, Be- and they're not using it because they get caught up into the day to day stuff that's going on. Right. Right. Um, today we work primarily with Fortune 500s, including two of the largest privately held companies in the in the U.S. Wow. Um, we have over 75 indi- individuals in our company, 
And interestingly enough, we didn't attempt to do this, but we ended up with a 50-50 split between men and women. Wow. All the way up, even at the leadership level. And then we have a, a third, a third, a third split between millennials, Gen Xers, and boomers. Wow. Even though over time that boomer number is going to just shrink because right. we're all going to retire. Getting sometime. older. Yeah, yeah it's going to yeah. happen. Well, that's yep. cool. Um, and we're going to come back to that in a little bit, but that is a, a cool yep. number. So let's, let's talk about strengths. Why okay. did you decide to take the risk and point Arite in the direction of focusing on strengths? Was there like a problem you were trying to fix or did you just see this as a long-term solution for building a company that you know, would truly give people that energy and, and passion and things to take home that you talked about earlier? Yeah. So in, in 2001, when we started Arite, our focus was really primarily um, what I would call high-end staff org firm. We'd bring individuals in that 15, 20 years experience. Uh, typically working at large companies, and they could apply their their wisdom to help companies through issues that, that they've, they've managed through in the past. While that was really successful, we weren't really focused on the culture of Arite, and um, it was becoming a place where people came to kind of finish off their careers as time went on. You mm-hmm. know, we were very successful. I mean, 17 years ago we started, we're still going. But quite frankly, we developed more of what I would call a mercenary type of culture. Oh, that, that doesn't sound good. <laughs> what, what, what does that yeah. mean, Michael? Yeah, yeah. Um, maybe that's too strong of a word, um, you know, because it's not like they cared about people. They cared about the work they did. It was more of an individual sport okay. versus a team sport approach, yeah, I guess okay. you could say. Sure, right? that, make, that makes sense. All right. Um, and, you know... As I looked at trying to see Aerotech grow beyond, right, as, as I went through a, a bit of transformation myself and said, we could do this for other people, it's like I wanted to bring younger people in, but the culture we had wasn't really welcoming to them. So the problem was creating a culture that would attract younger people. So we could grow beyond, you know, what I'll call the era of the boomers, sure, right? You sure, know, Because if we just stayed that way, one day we'd have a big retirement party, turn off the lights, and, and Aerotech would be, be <laughs> We're done. done. Right? Yeah. We're done. Yeah. Um, but to do that, we had to improve our engagement beyond that, you know, mercenary culture, right? right. That we had developed. Yeah, for sure. It, it sounds like you're interested in building a firm that would outlast you in some ways, yeah. you know, meaning yes, you could, definitely. you could have probably done very well, like you said, attracting more and more mercenaries, <laughs> as you put it. But by choosing to intentionally build up, I guess the farm system is, you know, to use a baseball yep. metaphor here, um, you're really building for the future. Yeah, that's a that's exactly right. I wasn't interested in just making all kinds of money and retiring on a private island in the Bahamas. I mean, partially because I know, yeah, I mean, kind of nice. I mean, partially because I part Irish, a lot Irish, so I burn a lot in the uh, sun. Okay. So, so I wouldn't want well, to do that. Let's not go to the Bahamas. Yeah, no, no Bahamas. Right. <laughs> of course, my wife hears this; she's going to say, "Oh yeah, we are." Yeah. Um, you know, I reached a point where I wanted to go back to something that I knew that was was in the heart and center of me, which is creating a great culture where people can get energy out of their work and find something they're passionate about and turn it, bring that passion, that energy back to their, to their homes, their families, you know, their communities. Mm-hmm. So, so let's get more specific. Why, why strengths? There, there are so many, as you know, different yep. assessments, tools, yes, models, paradigms, yeah. whatever you want to call it, that you could be following. Yep. Uh, and in, in theory, I guess they could help you achieve what you're trying to achieve. So why did you specifically choose to focus on strengths in, at Arite? Right, right. Um, so interesting story. Uh, originally, I, I was against it. Oh. <laughs> um, uh, my business partner um, at that time, Nick Hernandez, he suggested that we look at strengths to improve our employee engagement and culture. Um, you know, we tried other tools before that, 
And it was never really successful, right, uh, any of the other approaches that we tried. And um, I was kind of concerned that this was just going to be another profiling tool where, you know, you created a culture where people were more profile-like, you know, didn't want to go through another, oh, so you're red or yeah. green or blue or yellow or, you know, yeah, or a mixture. The, yeah, all yeah. those things. You, those you things. don't want people to be put in the proverbial box and feel constrained to conform to just those descriptors and nothing else. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Exactly. Now, Nick, my partner, he found this local group called Leadership Vision. Oh, I've heard of them. Yeah. They're supposed to be like the best <laughs> in the business, right? Well, that's what I hear, but I'm still waiting to see that. <laughs> okay. Okay. Fair <laughs> no, enough. no. We had a significant experience with strength finders, and and what we agreed to do was, all right, let's let's try it with a small group, you know, with the leadership team at at Aritade and some other individuals, and and I'm not just saying this because because you're sitting here, right, and I'm <laughs> okay. talking to you about this, but but our experience with leadership vision, especially with Brian Schubert, opened my eyes hmm. to how different this could be. Um, personally, it was a life changing event. You could say it was the start of transformation of myself hmm. how, how so what was the that biggest aha or transformation moment well i started talking with brian um and i did my one-on-one with brian and, and you know brian it's like he oh, yeah. really gets down to the heart and soul of, of who you are and and he through that it was like there really was this kind of like awakening this self-awareness awakening of myself just it, just through that one-on-one session and so, you know, walk away from that and you think, wow, that was really an interesting discussion. But then you go into the next phase where there's the 360 feedback. I don't think you call that that anymore, but um, I think you have a different name for it. But where everyone's Team, in a room yeah. and you're going through, you know, their, their pictures yep, and, yep. and you have the discussion about it. And I found out everyone else had a similar type experience, hmm. right? So it's like that approach that Leadership Vision uses with Strength Finders really helps people become more aware of of who they are and really the the whole positive approach about we are going to talk about your strengths we're going to talk about what's the good in you right right really absolutely right it's the best you know it's the best part of what we're doing it is yep and people love it people get energy out of that right um anyway so then brian and after that i was curious it's like how do we keep moving this forward Beyond just, uh, okay, we did this great session. Everyone felt really good about themselves. Now get back to work, right? Yeah. You know? <laughs> and, and they talk about, hey, remember one day we did that strength thing, you know? Do you remember what yours are? Um, but I was talking to Brian because, again, as I said, it, it, was, it was an awakening for myself. So I was really interested. It's like, so what do I do? What do I do with this personally? And what do we do with this as a company? So Brian and I would get together every couple of weeks or so, have coffee and talk. And then through Brian's vision of what he wanted to do with it, you know, the light bulb went off in my head. It's like, okay, this could be the thing that truly makes a difference in people's lives. This could be the thing that, you know, helps people get energy out of what they're doing, right? And that we at Aritate can become a company that would be an example of that too. So then the next question is, well, how do we do it? Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> right? Absolutely. So, and. You know, talking with, with Linda on a different episode of the podcast, we get into that, some of those nitty-gritties, um, and it's really cool. Like, the stuff that you guys are doing sure. is amazing, so I, I highly encourage listeners to go check out that episode as well. But, Michael, I want to shift gears a little bit again and talk about the impact that this work has had, you know, the work with strengths has made on your employees. Like, yeah. can you even tell a difference? Oh, heck yes. <laughs> okay. Okay. Or hell yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, a huge difference. You know, I mean, first of all, in terms of like trying to measure, I mean, there's the, you feel it, you see it. 
I mean, in the meetings, people all get along so well. But, you know, we get stuff done, right? It's not like everyone's getting all along so well that you walk out of there. It's like, okay, great, now I need to do work. It's like, you know, truly stuff sure. happens. Work happens there. But the biggest thing that we could point to is metric is um, our employee engagement. Our employee engagement improved by 46% over three years after we started making strengths in our culture a foundational part of our business. You know, we've attracted younger people. The mix across generations went something from like 80% boomers, 20% Gen Xers to, again, you know, a third, a third, a third, right? Which is incredibly impressive. And it sounds like that you're you're luring these (laughs) younger folks to Arite, not through... I don't know what they do these days. Foosball tables, juice bars, you know, all yeah, that stuff. Yeah. But Bring your dog to work. Right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sleep at work. But, <laughs> but by actually asking people to live and work out of what makes them unique. Yeah. Well, as Linda likes to say, you know, we honor individuals and their strengths. We expect everyone to bring themselves and to not hold back from bringing them full selves. Hmm. I mean, one of our values is authenticity. It's amazing in talking to, like, Alicia, who's our head of marketing you know she's like to her she's like she's like that appeals to people you're saying you know have a holistic life right you know you know basically bring yourself but we also give them the opportunity to discover themselves right yeah Um, for sure and you know and strengths even allows the most introverted person to be seen and accepted by all you know if you think about it from a Brene Brown perspective right strengths allows you to move past that shame because when you go through that experience that leadership vision does, who you are comes out in a very positive way, right? In, in a very supportive way, very engaging way that people do end up feeling better about themselves and who they are and being open about that. Yeah. It, you know, that feeling that they're being honored. And it's just the beginning of the growth and transformation opportunity that, that we give to our employees. So the numbers, as you said, tell us that Airtay employees are 46% more engaged. Yes. I'm yep. sure there's lots of you know, factors that influence that number, but encouraging people to live and work out of what makes them unique, makes them special, yeah. strong, whatever you want to call it, that's the real difference here in all this, right? Yes. When, yep. when people are that much more engaged at work, Michael, it's got to spill over to the other areas of life as you've been desiring and wanting to get out of your firm, correct? Yes, yes, it, it does. And I'll tell you, Nathan, what's really great is, you know, when we have when we have company get-togethers where people are bringing in their family or their spouses, significant others, you know, I can't tell you a number of times I've heard people tell me that that they haven't seen, you know, their spouse, our employee, be this happy at the work they're doing, right? And and that it spills over, you know, that, that they've seen changes in people, positive changes in people. You know, the other thing we have happen, too, is people go through strengths, and after that experience, it's like they want their family, they want everyone in their family to go through that same experience. <laughs> Buy in the book right? for Christmas. Buy yeah. the book for Christmas, talk about it, and, oh, my God, can we have them talk to Linda? Can yeah. we do this? Can we do that, right? You know? And it's not because of the sense of because I want them to change. It's because I want them to have that same experience, right? Yeah. Yeah, oh. that, that same awakening moment. That same awakening, yeah. yeah. So we know this work isn't easy, and it, and it takes time. What other advice would you give to leaders of organizations who are maybe listening to this, they're intrigued? Yeah. Like, what, is it, yeah. what does it really take here? Yeah, um, well, yeah, it does take time, and it's truly a commitment. This is something you can't delegate and forget about. Mm-hmm. At Arite, it didn't take hold until I decided that the investment in our culture was a foundational commitment. Right, meaning this can't be the first thing you drop when business isn't going well. It's going to help you get through those bad times when you have this strength 
when you have this culture that we have built around strengths. You know, and you need this investment, right, to ensure that everyone will pull together through those tough times. We'll be right back. At Leadership Vision Consulting, we have spent 23 years helping individuals explore the depth and dimension of their personal strengths and have helped hundreds of teams build positive culture. We're excited to now announce our new online membership platform that brings together the resources, community, and motivation that you need to grow your influence and build a positive team culture. Through our courses, workshops, live Q&A sessions, and more, you'll gain the skills and confidence you need to lead effectively. And with our supportive community of like-valued leaders, you'll never feel like you're doing it alone. Visit leadershipvisionconsulting.com slash community to learn more. So what's the first step? What would you tell another CEO or you know key decision maker mm-hmm. as they're considering pointing their company in the direction of strengths? Yeah. So uh, first thing I would say is um, go to the Leadership Vision website. Um, and reach out to them. Yep. Right? Second thing I would say is when you start this, bring your leadership team. So and start accept, with the top. Start, start with the with top. The top. Yep. Start with the top because they're all going to have that shared experience and you know drive it from the top down, right? You know, Because by going through that experience yourself from a leadership team standpoint, first of all, I'll guarantee you will work together differently, better, much better. And engagement will go up within that team, right? And then you drive drive that through the rest of the organization. Yeah, that's good. That's a, that's a good first step. And I, I know from talking with Linda, Linda Schubring, the yep. VP of Employee Experience at Arite, that you faced some challenges along the way. It's not like you just declared from your, I don't know, your CEO throne with your golden scepter that, you know, hear ye, hear ye, Arite will now, oh. now be a strengths-based organization. I'm going to have to get me one of those. Yeah, yeah it, it yeah, was. You can't yeah. wave that wand and do that. I, I, I don't know why you don't have one. <laughs> yeah, you should get one. I can Amazon that for you. Okay. Uh, but Michael, what were, or maybe what continue to be some of the challenges you face and how have you worked through them? I'm sure there's lots, but maybe give us some of your... T- yeah. Couple, a couple easy ones. Yeah, yeah, a couple easy ones. You know, some of the usual stuff. People initially resist it. I mean, hell, I, I initially resist it, right? Sure, exactly. You know, based on previous experiences. Um, so, you know, there's that. Um, there's a lot of baggage out there that people have or stories they've heard about, you know, what's gone wrong with these type of, you know, profiling, personality, right, assessments. Yeah, things, absolutely. Right? And so what we did, again, by the leadership team being involved in it, as more and more people went through it, there's it generates its own buzz and excitement when people go through it that's only people are like well i i want i want that experience you know i, I want to be part of that right but then the other you know one other challenge that we have even when people are excited and want to go into it is is some people look at strengths as okay so we should use this to define like who should be on this team based on their strengths or you know if you're going to be in this role, you need to have, you know, these top three strengths or whatever. And, and as you know, Nathan, that's not really the case. It's, it's, you could do many things with your strengths, right? There's not a, I mean, you look, you look in our company, we have people in a certain role and their strengths are all different, right? right? You know, it yeah. just defines how they approach it, right? Yeah, totally. That's such a tough one because most people, they want strengths to do that, to peg someone into a specific role to give them answers, to just say... Right. I took this, do this, now go do that. Yeah, yeah. And it, I don't believe you, you want to use this to categorize people as much as, as you need to use this to honor the individual and, and better understand each other. And I'm sure Linda's talked about the you know, cultural language, right, the language it gives us to you know, when we're talking through things. Um, you know, and as a leader, I had to learn 
um, and model a more generative approach to honor individuals and their strengths. Because I wasn't the best at that at the time. Um, you know, that's one of the things through it, too, and part of the culture is, is we do. You know, we show gratitude and we, and we honor, you know, the strengths when we see it in action of other people. That, that helps reinforce it. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I'd say one of the more interesting type of challenges um, that we have seen is people try to use their strengths as an excuse for bad behavior. You know, like, oh, I can't help it. That's just my, you know, activator yeah. gone crazy or, you know, yeah, or, or you know, oh, my positivity went dark, or whatever it may be, right? Yeah. Or ideation running wild. We've, we don't know anything about I, that. I have never seen that one yet. No, <laughs> no, no. Other people have seen it, but I, no, I haven't. Me, me either. Yeah, That's yeah, so interesting. Yeah. It is interesting, isn't it? It's like, I, I think people just don't appreciate the ideation. I, That's I would agree. what I think it is. I would, I would agree. <laughs> I would agree. At times, at times. At times, yeah. 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 That's a whole other podcast. We it can talk should about be. that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but, but you can't use, right? that strength as a as a reason for your bad behavior right it's got to come down to you know as an organization you can't tolerate that right as a leader you can't tolerate that and then the discussion becomes more of you know the awareness factor all right so now if you're aware right that you have ideation you also then have to be aware like when's it appropriate and when's it not appropriate right right exactly I mean, and there's times where I do find myself with like oh my god I got such a funny joke right now but it's so inappropriate it's not, it's not relevant <laughs> it's not yeah. relevant so how do you overcome that <laughs> on a bigger level you can't discipline people right. for kind of using their strengths yeah. in appropriate ways but you still like you said you can't tolerate it so what do you do yeah um, it, again it goes back to the awareness it goes back to to the speaking that common language right so you can have the discussion around it and, and in cases where where people we're fortunate that we have linda schubring working for us so there's times that she'll go and coach people through those type of situations too because there are times people i think people have identified with something that's called out as a strength right but it's being overused hmm. you know and some people through awareness can manage it themselves and others just need something someone like a linda schubring to do the her magic thing yeah, <laughs> i mean yeah them to through. give them a little bit more attention and, yep. and yep. steer them in the right direction yeah so what about money what i know this money? i know this work <laughs> comes at a cost michael right it's all about money you know that costs financially and also in terms of the precious resource of time <laughs> that it takes to do the training and whatnot so yeah. like how do you justify it i guess is the question yeah, well, you know, you face so many decisions around time and financial investment, right? It, it's really a test. When that happens, it's really a test of your commitment and focus. Yeah, we had a time we went through that, and and we almost pushed off. You know, one of we would do strength uh, training twice a year, spring and fall. We almost pushed off one spring training because of the time and 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 the and the dollar commitment. And in the middle of that meeting, it it was like I had to go back to well, what do I really want to do? And I want this culture. And you can't then not do something that's fundamental to the culture and turn that off and say, well, we're going to be strength-based, just not this quarter. You right. know? Sometimes we'll Sometimes be strength-based. Sometimes we'll do it. Right? Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's really when it comes down to it, it's like you got to look at this as, are you, are you willing to give up your investment in your culture and your people? You know, because really, you know, I look at this as a long-term play, not a short-term play, right? It's like Simon Simonek, you know, when, when he talks about the, are you playing the infinite game or the finite game? Right. right. And I want us to be playing the infinite game. I want this to live beyond me. I want this to be something where we set the rules that then other people are trying to catch up with us. And, and I think our culture 
is shown that, that, that we are doing it. We're getting attention from our partners about our culture, mm-hmm. too. So. So, so how do you, you know, maybe, maybe speak again to that CEO or other leader who needs that, that hard data, yeah. some, the ROI to justify this, justify yeah. allocating resources. I mean, as a long-term play, that can be yeah. hard to say this is important today because down the road it's going to be great. Yeah. Well, again, you know, go back to the employee engagement numbers, 46% increase in three years, right? I mean, and you look at everything else, all the studies out there that when employee engagement goes up, what that does for productivity, what it does for our, you know, what it does for profitability, what it does for all of that, right? So that 46% increase in employee engagement in three years doesn't convince you to look at it. You know, you're you're not <laughs> going to be convinced gonna by, by yeah. any of the other numbers. Exactly, right? exactly. So, Michael, to kind of wrap this up here, I want to go back to something you said earlier about the work that you've done with strengths. Like personally, you said that on a personal level, it was life changing. Yeah. What did what did you yeah. mean by that? How was the work that you've done with strengths? Oh man! Like how has it impacted you on a personal level? And I don't know how deep you want to go right. here, but I'm just I'm curious. Yeah. yeah. Well, considering that. I don't have a lot of time. We won't go too deep. <laughs> Maybe one little aha moment from your, yeah. your own journey. Yeah. Um, to me, the transformation was, was the awakening to self-awareness, which then I started seeing more about how I had impact on others and how things that other people were doing was impact, impacting me. Sure. Right? And so it was that awareness of you know both my strengths and who I am, but, but also how it impacted my feelings, right? Hmm. I mean, and there's so much more I can go, go in and talk about there, but that, that to me is, and when I talk about the, the awakening for it, was um, then becoming more accepting of myself. And I believe that you have to really be accepting of yourself before you can be accepting of others. Right. And I think that's another part of our culture is, is through strengths we allow people to feel that they are accepted as who they are. Sure. It's almost like a giving permission to be who you are. Yeah. Yeah, we do. Right. So you don't have to put energy into, well, I don't want people to know that, you know, I have this ideation thing, right? That, yeah. you know, you know, I'm embarrassed by sometimes, but it's <laughs> yeah. actually really good. But actually, yeah, it's okay. Yeah. And it's okay for someone to say, all right, Michael, Linda does it all the time. Take your ideation, turn it down. <laughs> turn it. Not so much. Not so yeah. much. Yeah, yeah. That's great. Yeah. Well, yeah. Michael, thank you for sharing that and you're a part of your journey, the story of Arate. You know, your leadership is something that I've always admired from maybe like one degree of separation yeah. or half a degree sometimes. But, yeah. you know, it's just been fun to sit down and, and talk through this in a little bit more depth. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Nathan. I appreciate it. Um, I always enjoy talking about this, right? Because to me, it's, it's, not, it's not talking about, you know, it's not talking about myself and what I've done, but just talking about what people can do, Right. And to know that that you can create a culture where people can get energy out of it and bring it back into their life, to me, that's that's just huge. I'm just so glad that that that's out there, and I think more people need to do it because you know that the change, the rate of change, is just picking up, picking up faster, faster, faster. We have to help people be comfortable with who they are as they try to navigate through all the change that that's happening and will be happening. Right. So. There's um, more. Ch- change is just inevitable. It's a part of everything, right? Yeah, yeah, it definitely is. Definitely yeah. is. Awesome. So, anyways, um, appreciate appreciate the chance to to talk about that, and um, looking forward to to more vision tracks. More, more vision tracks. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Love those. Well, thank All you right. very much, Michael. Yep. Thank you for listening to the Leadership Vision Podcast, sharing our expertise in the discovery, practice, and implementation of Strengths Finder. 
Subscribe to the Leadership Vision Podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. For more resources about developing your strengths, the strengths of your team, or the strengths of your organization, visit us on the web at leadershipvisionconsulting.com. I'm Nathan Freeberg. Thanks for listening.